0: This is exactly right.
1: Welcome to my favorite murder. For some reason, professional to me is like
0: a low voice. Is ASMR videos? <laughs> is ASMR videos. Welcome to My Favorite Murder. This Karen, that's Karen Karen. <laughs> that's two darn things. And real. Profes- guys. Professionals. This is the third time we've started tonight. This, yes. Let's see if we can nail this. <laughs> oh. It got real bad. We
1: thought, <laughs> you guys missed a lot of it driving you missed I spoiled a movie go watch the movie Christine it's on Netflix and I won't that's all I'm going to tell you
0: that's all you're going to tell them and don't look anything up about it just watch it if you dare just watch it cold and don't yeah. know what it's about
1: it's, it was everything that I wanted because it was took place in the 80s it was all vintage clothing Rebecca amazingness Hull, is Rebecca Hall amazing? was incredible Michael C. Hall has place such a douche i love it
0: all the halls are in it all the halls and they're and it's about the invention of halls cough drops yep the halls are uh, the halls of what are they what was their catchphrase deck the halls <laughs> <laughs> now this is just word association should we start again <laughs> no we're on a roll let us do it
1: uh, we're leaving tomorrow for denver oh yes that this will come out next week so hey number i can't believe how high you got everybody yeah so actually we're leaving <laughs> in two days for australia oh shit dude are you <sighs> excited i made us reservations at a restaurant already that's right
0: did i tell you that already? yeah you did um <laughs> uh, i am excited i have to say I'm very angry at the ghost of my mother because <laughs> as the uh, Sounds healthy already as the as the uh the one thing she did harp on in her life was it was always a nursing related thing or a health related thing. Anytime I flew to New York or back east, she would say, "Get up and walk around. You don't right. want to die of a blood clot." She would say that to yeah. me before I got on the plane, which is like, great. Thanks Thanks Thank you for building that into my psyche That it'll never leave I don't, you
1: are not supposed to cross your legs On takeoff and landing
0: (laughs) Really? For that reason
1: Is that true? Yeah, well I don't know if it's fucking true But that's my paranoia (laughs) that I've read Don't cross your legs That's so specific though Because you're cutting off blood
0: circulation Right, but why takeoff and landing?
1: Because of the pressure
0: (laughs) Okay, okay You're you're asking already I'm sorry, I'm sorry (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, all of it is. That makes
1: sense-ish. It's just a concern that I have. Okay, so your mom told you that. All my
0: pants are too tight, and I'm scared I'm going to die of a blood clot. Okay. Wait, oh, you mean in life. Those are kind of two separate, and then at the same time, the same issue. Well, here's good news. Okay. Since we're flying business class, there's a bar in business class, (laughs) so you can walk
1: over and meet. Me and Vince at the bar in <laughs> business class Getting absolutely shit hammered
0: Wait is this like international waters where I can Drink on the plane to Australia because <laughs> It doesn't count as being In America yes. or my actual life
1: Yes and then you'll have a blood clot and a Seizure on
0: the plane it's for real and I'll Punch everybody <laughs> I will punch The pilot and be Arrested this Vince keeps yes. Vince keeps making up um
1: <laughs> Scenarios like he likes to Do of, um, and then And then George is running around the The business class in her G-string. I don't even wear (laughs) G-string. Suddenly, oh, he goes, you're debuting your first (laughs) G-string. Running around, miss, can you, miss, we need you
0: to. Because you're going to be so drunk. Because I'll be so drunk and so excited that we're in business class. Very exciting. So. I like the idea that I can lay down. That really brings me a lot of relief. But it it is scary to me. Um, I don't know. There's something nerve wracking about a a plane flight that long. Huh, okay, well, well, we'll hold your hand. Okay, okay, okay. We'll be in a pod. That's right, we'll be in a pod. Steven, you'll be there.
1: Are you on the same flight as us? No, I'm not on the same flight. <laughs> I was going to send you back drinks
0: constantly. <laughs> no! Yeah, well, we'll send them anyways. Then Steven's in his G-string. <laughs> yeah. Out of control. Steven's in my G-string. I, I'm ready. I got
1: tearaway pants and everything. <laughs>
0: yes! Australia style.
1: I mean, I, I've done that flight before. I, I've done the flight to New Zealand, so that one's a little bit longer than Australia, but like... I feel like I just slept the whole time. I just was like, I can't yeah. handle this long <laughs> of a flight where it's like we're landing like uh, two days later. Yeah. But it's going to be
0: intense. It's very exciting. Yeah. It's definitely going to be exciting. Oh, I'm going to get one of those Evian spray bottles and just spray water on my face the whole time. <laughs> just ma'am,
1: can we Shh. Ma'am, everyone's complaining. Ma'am, nobody wants you to do that anymore. <laughs> the person behind you was soaking wet cuz you keep doing it over your head.
0: <laughs> like this is what rich people do. Stop <laughs> doing anything. All right. Uh Okay, let's talk about podcasting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to say for the live show since we're on the subject that I, I think that we haven't told people that So we do like sometimes two or three shows In the same city We do a different murder every night Oh yes So I feel like some people are like Because we did that once The first time we did two shows in one night I believe it was Seattle, right? Yeah And like you could hear the people in the second show Who had been at the first one like audibly groan
0: Yeah And then we were both like Oh. It felt bad. Yeah, the air went out of the room. We were just staring at each other, like, why are we doing this?
1: (laughs) What is wrong with us? Like, I saw, and I could see in the front row, like, the same two faces I had seen in the show before. Yeah. And I just
0: wanted to apologize. So, I think we did apologize to a lot of people. You know what we did? We stopped doing it. Therefore, that is the living apology that we did. So, we don't do the same murder ever. Ever. And... And it's a lot of work. I'm really mad about it.
1: Like you said, you feel like you have 15 book reports. Yes. It's true. And we have all new really cool merch that you can't get online for right. sale at the shows. and Live show. Like, we actually put a lot of work into it. And it's, like, fucking cool shit.
0: Georgia, if you were single... And you had a Bumble profile. I think that merch would be one of the things you would list under your interests. <laughs>
1: I'm really because into Because you're it. fucking
0: about merch and have been since day one. It's yeah. just
1: so fun. There's it's so the much cool shit. We have a shirt now and I can, I, it, it says I'm a, and then it said, there's one that says Karen and one that says Georgia, but it's in our signatures, yes. which is Vince's idea. And it's so fucking cool. Shit. It was Karen's idea. <laughs> she just mouthed it at me. God damn it. I'm sorry. It's okay. You just gave me so much credit for like doing merch. And then I was like, you don't do anything. (laughs) I do sometimes from the privacy of my home. Well, but I don't think it's that great of an
0: idea anymore. What what happened? You loved it when Vince did it. Vince asked me to say that. I would like to say, uh, you know, props to Vince. Um, (laughs) There are lots of people who contacted us from Los Angeles or grew up here or whatever that needed to say there is a carvel ice cream shop in los angeles out on the west side oh yeah uh we didn't know that i've never heard of it at all in california at all me neither
1: fudgy the whale i've been hearing about forever who else contacted us to let us know about carvel
0: Carvel. Carvel themselves. Yeah.
1: What did they say? Did you see the tweet? What did it say, Stephen? Oh, because we were talking about getting a Carvel Fudgy the Whale for a 100th show. Yes. And yeah. They and they were, said. They were like, the countdown's on. Party it's, time. It's on us yeah, or something. Yeah. Oh, really? We're fucking famous now. <laughs> wow. To that, and me, I was like, that's a, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Why is a cake? An like ice cream cake or whatever that we can afford yep. ourselves? send steven to get yeah <laughs> to me i'm tweeting at as i lost my you've mind you've changed you've changed <laughs> no i send haven't to I get. Got, I,
0: that's the part I <laughs> i'm
1: excited about a cake which is nothing new <laughs> sending to steve it's a
0: real celebration yeah. well what's funny to me is uh people talked about it and they were like i grew up eating it and da, da, da. well i looked it up and as far as i could tell the that shop opened in 2008 no that's oh, what the it one said on the website. Santa Monica? Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. And it's the only one in LA. I think there's one outside of LA too.
1: I think there was one in like I don't naming a city that I don't like Monrovia. Oh, over place? in Monrovia? Over in Monrovia. Like, it's one of those places where I'm from Southern California, and I don't know where that, like, there are these cities
0: that you're like, why would I know where Pacoima is? It's like, well, yeah, is it those, there's a really, there's a mystery spot that's kind of, like, along the... It's called um, Inland Empire. Yeah, the mi- the mountain range. Vince those, was like, why don't, how do you not know where these places are? Like Claremont? Yeah. What's happening over in I Claremont? Know. What,
1: nobody goes
0: there unless... I think they stay there. They're like, fuck LA. Yeah. We Which stay is here. Which fair. It's, it's like, I've been to a couple of those places Oh, it's fucking adorable. Well, Claremont's fancy, too. Is it? It has like that college. (laughs) They have colleges over there. Oh, you mean Harvard? That's where Harvard is. What if they had Harvard, too? That's they what- <laughs> there Harvard, too? It's similar to Harvard. It's tons of ivy. It's just mostly it's a school to it's teach you how to grow ivy. They just have a plant. <laughs> and that's, they teach you how to grow ivy. Uh, Do you know that my mom is a
1: horticulturist, and I really want her... Wait, hold on. Yeah.
0: Janet's a horticulturist? Yeah.
1: Is that true? She's going to school for it. She's always been so fucking hardcore into plants. Wow. And then finally, at 71, she's like, well, I'm going to go to school to be a horticulturist that's amazing yeah so she works at like a um, nursery and I'm dying for her to open her own um, <laughs> her own plant shop and I just only because I want her to call it Little Shop of Horticulture
0: <laughs> is that the best
1: thing you've ever heard? <laughs> yeah it no, really is no it's not no that
0: one I'm going to go with okay that one I like that's good. Yeah, right? it was
1: good. Thank you. That, that was <laughs> a sidebar-y, A sidebar.
0: What if she did that and then she gets sued by the meatball? <laughs> by Brick Moranis? <laughs> <laughs> by, by the evil dentist, Steve Martin. Uh, that was so pointless. Please uh, go on. Yeah, I mean, seriously. It's, it's like we're trying to get people to not listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, here's the, this series I have to talk about because I'm so into it. Okay. The Sinner. Are you watching it with Jessica Biel? Oh, I'm dying to. Okay, you have to. I'm dying. I didn't know it was on yet. Jessica Biel. Bill Pullman plays the cop. Oh. I don't know. Some Jon Snow looking motherfucker plays her husband. I've never seen him before unless it is Jon Snow and he's doing an American accent. I'm not sure what's I don't happening. Really know who that is. He's beautiful. Um and it is a like she doesn't know. You have to see it. I, I I'm dying. To, I've seen the commercials it. and I've gotten like chills. It's on demand. Anyway, if you like uh, I don't know. If you like a good series, which this is, and it is, it has the crime feel to it, but it also is like has a very well written and paced drama feel to it. Jessica Beale, who I've never known, and I like, I'm, I'm too old to be in that seventh mm-hmm. heaven generation. Oh, me too. She is so no, good. I'm not. I just hated it. It's, I mean, like, it's a little. Healthy. you're not that you're not that into christianity <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what it is actually did you know i am what yeah you're the Let's you're a jew on. for jesus jew for jesus like, yeah so anyway if yeah. you are looking for something new to watch highly recommend the sinner it's not so
1: i was worried it's gonna be like corn. like you know they keep trying to make these shows that are like true detective and they're not like right. i really didn't like the ozarks did you watch that? i didn't watch it because uh, yeah everyone loved it and i'm sorry to i don't care but it was I hated it and so I was like oh I hope this isn't another one of those right now Jason Bateman
0: has a single tear rolling <laughs> down his cheek he and he's strings?
1: saying okay that's what he says in the beginning <laughs> of every sorry shit I really want like a walk-on roll in uh, the new Arrested Development so I shouldn't yeah. talk shit on is day. that
0: really what you want no <laughs> your shit <laughs> no <laughs> are you vision boarding right now uh, i you spitballing want. my vision Wa- board a walk-on roll where you just kind of walk on <laughs> uh no I totally get it because I think well it's because when it's done right it's the best yeah and when when it's done right you can like lock into a series like that or night of the night of hello yeah I'm, I mean I want to watch it 50 times right. so this now I, I am thinking
1: of Jessica Beale and what's his name making out
0: Justin Timberlake no that's her husband The night of a Riz Ahmed. yeah oh and you're just having personal fantasies <laughs> yes that's, that's for your other podcast I'm cosplaying okay I'm sorry I'm just going you on. don't like Riz Ahmed because if you like Riz Ahmed, you wouldn't immediately picture him making out with Je- Jessica Biel and picture him making out myself well yeah if you
1: uh, so you you're not uh he's a good-looking human okay I thought you were like, oh, I want his DNA inside me. No, I meant that. And I, I want to have his
0: baby because he's so <laughs> handsome. So
1: because he's so beautiful. And I bet the baby You're would be using gorgeous. Him. Yes. You're
0: using him. Using his DNA. Oh, my God. I'm totally telling him what you said. <laughs> I'm so mad at you. <laughs> Those are my only topics. Carvel in the center. Okay. Uh, and I think we should probably watch some episodes while we eat Carvel ice cream. Okay. Let's watch
1: them right now. <laughs> um, while we talk. What was I going to say? I have another thing, but I'm sure it's not important and weird take a moment um so stop and listen you know how people <laughs> love awkward po- weird pauses in podcasts they never exist with the with steven's wonderful work editing, editing am i right don't edit this out steven <laughs> <laughs> the last one we actually did was if i get it before you steven you're fired okay weapon the, bush no you're going first <sighs> okay you're not fired all right 1989 20-year-old woman named Terry Knorr comes to the Utah police, and she has a story for them. She tells them about how eight years before around, her mother and two brothers had killed both of her teenage sisters, Terry's teenage sisters, and left their bodies in the mountains near Lake Tahoe. What the fuck? Yeah. Tells them this. She's kind of like... You know, like, a druggie, and she's been arrested for, like, shoplifting, so she's kind of on the outskirts of stuff, so they don't believe her. They're like, you're making shit up. And it's an insane story. So the cops don't believe her. A therapist and a lawyer that she consults don't believe her story. Mm. Yeah. So she's just like, well, fuck it. I don't know what to do then. But then in 1993, she watches an episode of America's Most Wanted, Calls the hotline that they give, and she's like, "Fuck it!" starts bawling, and I guess there's like a woman on the other end of the line who's like, "Oh my god!" and they're like talking, and I'm like, "How cool would it have been to be in America's Most Wanted fucking call center (laughs) operator? Can you uh, imagine?
0: Cool. And then also, you would have talked to some of the craziest. You would have heard some of the craziest stories. Definitely, I should say it that way. Would you rather be? Well, I know the
1: answer to this: a nine-one-one operator (laughs) or a uh call center i know or name anything or else. anything else in the world <laughs> name anything <else. laughs> um okay so she calls them and, the, and this chick's like whoa that's crazy they talk forever she's like well why don't you go to the police station that this took the, the um precinct that this took place in because she lived in utah then and they didn't believe her so she goes to the placer county sheriff um and tells authorities what happened and they start to realize that this these details match with two cold cases that had happened eight years before. Oh shit. And she's giving them details that are that fit so well that they can't not believe her.
0: Um I so badly right now wanna see video of her to see what her Behavior or... I can show it to you right now. Welding, for real? Cold case file. Why don't they... What about her do you think makes her so unbelievable to the authorities? Um, She definitely seems like the kind of person... She- There's
1: something about the sound of an
0: old-timey cash register that really
1: takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone. But it also sounds like we just sold some
0: merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound her promo code space 80. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. She's talking about how she told everyone, she would tell anyone who listened this story. And they must have thought that I could see people being like, this chick just fucking goes to a dive bar. She's a regular. She tells everyone the story. Nobody believes it. It's cr- a crazy story. So she, does she
0: seem like an alcoholic or like she's a druggie or yeah, something? Yeah, not
1: anymore. Not when she's doing the actual episode. She seems like she's got her shit together and she's oh. actually incredibly believable.
0: Well, and also if you went through that, yeah, you get to drink you All do of it. anything I mean like no, that's no, no. that's the irritating thing about those kinds of situations you you live through a trauma like that of like half your family killing the other half and then you're supposed to just be like oh no i'm a really reliable witness because i'm totally in reality all the time and it's like she's telling
1: the story and she's not crying because she had to shut her emotions off from all of this so long ago that they're like you're telling us a story and and you're telling it matter-of-factly and we don't believe you like even a therapist who should be able to look past all this stuff yeah and like call the fucking lake tahoe like pd and be like hey anyways well we'll get to her her story and we can talk about that okay um so that yeah there's two never identified jane does that kind of match and they're like oh shit we should look into this so here's the story so terry's mom her name's Teresa nor she's born in sacramento california in 46 at age 16 she leaves home to marry a man five years older than her um who she had met a few months prior she drops out of high school they get and she gets pregnant um so on july 6 1964 that they're arguing um and the husband tells Teresa that he's leaving her she gets so pissed off she shoots him in the back with a rifle as he's walking out the door killing him holy shit yeah She's arrested and charged with his murder, but she says um, she's not guilty because it was self-defense. She says she doesn't tell them what happened, really. Um, Like shooting someone in the back. How is that self-defense? Yeah, it doesn't look good. No. But uh, during her trial, she's pregnant with her second kid, um, and she claims that she shot him because he was a violent alcoholic who physically abused her, and she's acquitted of the murder. Uh, She gives birth to her second kid, Sheila, 65, um, and after that birth, she begins drinking super heavily, heavily, Heavily begins another relationship with a man named Robert Knorr. That's how she got her last name. She comes pregnant again. Uh, They have a third kid named Susan. Um, Then they have three more children, William, Robert, and Teresa, that they named after her, and that's Terry. That's the girl who came. Teresa Jr. Teresa Jr. Yeah, I got that. As you do. It's kind of cool. Yeah. You know what? I really love the name um, Virginia but if I ever have a kid, I can't name a, her Virginia because my name's Georgia, and it would seem like I'm naming her after <laughs> myself. And this is my son, New Jersey. Right. It's like, you can't do that. No. You're just uh, vain. vain. <laughs> but um, if you na- had a daughter named her Karen?
0: Like, I would totally do that. <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. Hello. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> KJ, um, come on. Eventually, she they divorce.
1: Uh, she mates another man. They get married. Uh, two months later, they divorce. And then this is when she starts to go fucking crazy, okay. says all the kids. Um, After she, her fourth divorce, fourth divorce, okay. six kids. She goes nuts. She starts drinking more and more. She puts on a ton of weight and is super pissed off about it. Um She starts abusing her kids. Hardcore. Um, Terry said, "When we were kids, my mom beat the shit out of us. She's like kind of awesome. Yeah, like you want to hang out with her when you see her in cold, in this cold case files. Okay, I'll watch it. She, yeah, she's just like, well, they beat it. she beat the ever loving fuck out of like she's <laughs> just so matter of fact about it. But like you could tell she's just like that friend that's intense and wants to have late night conversations with you. Yeah. about everything. Um, if we hugged my our mom too much, it was like who were we trying to convince?" that we loved her or she loved us. On the other hand, if we didn't hug her and kiss her and tell her we loved her, then we didn't love her and we were evil children. Ugh. We were demon seeds that had been given to her by Bob Knorr. So she goes crazy and starts to think that her kids are like satanic. Oh. And um, she becomes reclusive and disconnected. The home phone And wouldn't let the kids Go out Or have visitors They moved into A two-bedroom apartment In Sacramento Can you imagine Six
0: children And a mom In a Mm two-bedroom I Um, lived in Two-bedroom apartments With two other roommates And we all wanted To kill each other The whole time Yeah Also it's very hot there Sacramento Always Yeah Probably didn't have AC probably didn't that will make you go crazy swamp coolers that's what you told me right? yeah we sit around in chairs right next to the swamp cooler with our armpits up on it <laughs> i've never even heard Just of be like, let the sun go oh. down
1: <laughs> um okay the neighbor and the, the neighbors say the apartment was filthy and smelled like urine oh so on top of all of that So for years, um, Teresa abused and tortured her children. And it sounds horrific, um, including burning them with cigarettes, throwing knives at them, beating and once grabbed Terry by the arm and held a
0: 22 caliber pistol to her head and told her she was going to kill her. So chances are that Terry, when she went to finally report this horrible thing, was totally shut down. That's why I was like,
1: she wasn't crying. She was matter of factly telling the story. And it's like. Well, yeah, at seven years old or whatever, she was like, emotions are not going to help you.
0: No, I bet they're, they count against
1: you very badly. Yeah. With a mother like that. Definitely. Fuck. So she, yeah, she had no emotional attachment to this story at that point, which is insane. Um, this story reminds me of Sylvia Likens, that horrible story I covered a while ago. Yeah. W- in that the mom made, would make the other kids beat up one <sighs> of them. No, no. So she would make them be involved in it so that, they were part of it, you know? And yeah. that's probably part of why Terry was so fucking shut down, is like she kind of had a hand in it and her, in her mind, thinking she was responsible too, even though you're obviously not. Yeah. So, um, there's like talk of incest. It's brought up in like one or two articles, but they don't, the word incest comes up, but they don't go into details at all. Yeah. So I don't really know how truthful that is or to what extent that is. Um, let's see. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. Okay, so she primarily started to focus her anger and abuse on the two oldest daughters, Susan and Sheila. Um, And according to Terry... Teresa resented that Susan and Sheila were maturing and becoming attractive young women while she was becoming older and couldn't lose any weight. Um, the, Terry kind of explains it like that, but it's clearly so much more deep seated than that. It's, yeah. She's a monster and insane person.
0: Brought, and a bad alcohol, like a degenerating alcoholic. Right. And yeah, there's lot, probably parts of her brain are going soft because of the drinking. Yeah. If it's been going on for long enough. Yeah, uh, I learned that on Sober House. Second half. Um, Really. How oh my God. But excuse me while I say take a sip of my tea that's got whiskey (laughs) in it. (laughs) But uh that makes perfect sense. And also I bet you the Sons, uh, it's like every movie you've ever seen about an abusive parent where eventually the sixteen year old boy turns around and goes, I'll beat the shit out of you if you touch me again. Right. But the girls can't probably can't do that. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And um yeah. And the beating, the boys, you know, start beating them up and probably avoid their mother beating the shit out of them because they're part of it. You know, it's it's really horrific. Yeah. Especially if, yeah. So she would, so because of this, she would start administering forced feedings to the girls, which can you imagine that kind of fucking torture? Sorry, because they were young she, and pretty and thin. So she would give them forced feedings. She would make, Boxes and boxes of like mac and cheese, you know, like the mac and cheese and put spoonfuls of lard in it. (laughs) And sit there and make them eat all of it. That sucks. To a point where one of the girls had her front teeth were broken because of the forcing her to eat. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: That's a hard thing to do. for To eat like that or to break break your teeth?
1: Really? Yeah. I mean, I've never done it. Yeah. It's It's not. It's pretty solid. Oh my god! Hold Jesus on. Christ! All right. Um. So and if you threw up, you had to eat it. Like force. You know when you eat so much, you get full, and it's so fucking painful and horrible. Can you? I think that to me is. It's such a telling torture. Hmm.
0: But also, it's so self-serving. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's very fucking. It's up. really really sad.
1: So. She, so Teresa started to believe that her fourth husband had turned Susan, one of the older daughters, into a witch because, so she really received the worst of Teresa's abuse. Um, After one severe beating, Susan ran away from home and she was picked up by police and placed in a psychiatric hospital and she told the staff of the abuse at the hands of her mother. And Teresa denies the abuse and told the hospital staff that Susan had mental issues, so they didn't investigate and they released Susan back to her mother. Oh, as they do in the eighties. Fuck. Yep. How old was Susan? Sorry, I think she was a teenager. Mm. A lot of the details of like age and that, and year and that sort of thing is hazy, probably because Terry's the the one giving them the info, and it, there's not a lot of oh, right, you know, there's not a lot of info to back it up, so it's hard to tell um so of course susan's super punished for this she gets beatings with while they wear a pair of leather gloves which i don't understand
0: like this part is in a couple of the articles is it it makes it more painful or something i would imagine right i don't know I, i thought maybe you would know like oh yeah leather whatever not slapping gloves slapping with gloves like a british gentleman would no
1: they like put leather gloves on and beat her up i wonder if it like delivers a punch heart i don't know someone will tell us she also forced her okay so they all had to beat her up um she got handcuffed to the bed and the other children had to stand guard and watch her make sure she can get out of there um the the handcuffs aren't enough i know she makes Ugh. she makes her drop out of school. Everyone drops out of school and they're all in like high school. Oh, none of them got past eighth grade. Oh, no. So this all happened before eighth grade.
0: Oh, fuck.
1: Yeah. That's really young. Okay. Very. Um, and they were homeschooled, of course, based on the Bible. And they had and the, and Teresa had a thing called the Board of Education. And it was a paddling board that said the Board of Education on it. And yeah. they did something wrong.
0: I've heard of that. People, have you yeah
1: people's parents having that
0: really yep it's a funny abusive pun
1: oh i know it's cute. it's <laughs> cute it's like makes it man i got i got hit with a wooden spoon as a kid a lot and it is so fucking painful is it really it i know it like it's it's kind of it seems it's like a cute thing right that like you gotta spank your children and it, everyone acts like it's this is how you teach them how to be a good person. No, nope. so I got spanked a lot as a kid with both a wooden spoon and a hand. Mm-hmm. It fucking hurts and it's terrifying, and the parent is really pissed off while they're doing it. So it's not like a teaching
0: you a lesson. It's you. I am so fucking angry at you. That's an adult out of control. Yeah, with a child. Yeah. Well, and also it was very fucking common back then. Yeah, it was. It was not only common for people to get uh, a. Uh, well abuse Legitimately, like, like they didn't think they still a lot of people don't think that's abuse right but also other people's parents would ki- would slap kids yeah or you know spank them yeah it was always this idea of spanking like on the butt was less bad it's they call it a smack
1: I don't know why am I oversharing this stuff
0: well it's very relevant yeah. and I'm sure it brought up a, this story brought up a lot of shit for you yeah that's fucked up
1: yeah um I hope my mom doesn't sue me for <laughs> defamation. <laughs> shit. No one's going to go to fucking Little House of Horror, Horror Cultures. <laughs> <laughs> or, uh, <yeah. laughs> Damn it. Should I not? Okay. It's going to go in my memory, anyways. Might as well say it on the podcast. No, I'm kidding. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay. So let's get to the fucking shit. They're having an argument in 1983. Teresa shoots Susan in the chest. During this argument. Fuck. The bullet gets lodged in her back. Teresa makes the the sons put her in the bathtub. Um, Good. And Susan gets nursed back to health by her mother. What? Yep. She doesn't die. But it all takes place at home. Yeah. Good God. It's a hellhole. Yeah. And Terry says that this was the only time that she didn't see her mother hitting Susan. So it was almost like nursing her back to health made her feel motherly and needed and so she wasn't abusive
0: fuck isn't that insane that's uh where were the fucking neighbors or i mean gunshots are taking place yeah
1: well the house they showed a photo of the house that they moved into the like two bedroom it definitely looks secluded oh like in a sacramento kind of way i was picturing it as like apartments no yeah it's an they call it an apartment but it's not okay it's like a Two-bedroom, small place. Okay. And it right looks right. like it's, you know, out in wherever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I, you know. So, okay. So, she's a nurse back to health. She survives. And in 1984, she works up the courage and tells her mom she wants to move out. And Teresa says, okay, you can move out. But you have to let me remove the bullet from your back. Because if you tell on me, that can be used as evidence. Oh my god! This is horrific, right? It's unbelievable. I know. I was like, maybe this week I'll do like an old timey murderer that's like a little more. Nope.
0: And then I was like, oh, I found this, and I have to do it. It's incredible. It's insane.
1: (laughs) Um. So Teresa, Susan agrees. They put her down on the kitchen floor, and Terry says, "I was basically the nurse. I." had to administer all these things but either the brother or Teresa took the bullet out I can't really tell but they fed her um a ton of liquor and malaria capsules do you know what those are no. imagine their sleeping pill tell she's out cold and okay. then take the bullet out okay and flush it down the toilet all right um infection sets in Susan's skin turns yellow from jaundice they handcuff her to the kitchen table, and she uh, lays dying on the floor. This gets really horrific. She Teresa tells her kids that Susan was possessed by Satan, and the only way to purge the demon was with fire. Oh, no. She makes Robert and Bill, the brothers drive susan to sierra nevada interstate 80. do you know where that is mm-hmm. um so it's like out in the wilderness right
0: yes okay. well the 80 if from sacramento you take the 80 events then, uh, then you're i think like yeah farm i'm pretty land sure and yeah, yeah. okay it's i'm pretty sure it's on the way up to the mountains like toward, yeah if i'm not that sounds wrong, right it's like toward roseville okay
1: stuff. um all right uh, they had packed all of her possessions into trash bags. They pull over. They put the trash bags down. They, they put Susan on top of them. Then they poured gasoline and they lit her on fire. Is she still alive? Yeah. Fuck. I wasn't going to say anything. Well, you have to tell the whole story. I know. That's, you have to tell the whole story. I know. And I think she was like, to me, nothing is worse than what those are. The Those, for some reason, are the worst to me. Is being lit on fire. By your fucking family. Yeah, but dying of fire to me is specifically horrific. Yeah. I can't, that's like the one I can't really think about. And I'm doing a story about it. Um, they've, and it's just a warning on cold case files they show her. Oh. They show the fucking crime scene photos. So um, they, uh, she's found. They put the fire out. They have no idea who she is. They, um, they think that okay they have no idea who she is they make a um they make a drawing of what they think that she looks like fucking case goes cold they have no idea who she is oh. and uh back at home so it's the, like a year later late spring of 85 Teresa starts to make her 20, now 20 year old daughter, Sheila, work, uh, as a sex worker. She like pimps her out. Mm. And she's earning hundreds of dollars a day. And Teresa almost seems like she's proud of her. And she eased up on the daily beatings and she's, ter- Sheila's actually allowed to come and go as she pleases. Wow. Which is rare. Um, and then Teresa th- accuses Sheila of giving Teresa an STD through the toilet seat. And so she beats her, hog-ties her and locks her in a like t- tiny broom closet. It's hot as fuck, there's no ventilation. Oh. And she forbids her other children to give Sheila food or water or to open the closet door. And Terry one day when she was gone disobeys her and hands and gives her a beer. Which is almost like you can imagine that's probably all there was in the house. Yes. And she's this like kid, this teenage kid who's like doesn't know what else to do. Here's a beer. Um, so she, I guess Teresa just said she wanted Sheila to confess. Um, but either way, she's going to get beaten. And so she does confess. She doesn't believe her. Ugh. And so uh, she eventually dies in the closet.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: So three days later, she dies of dehydration and starvation. They leave her body in the closet for an additional three days before even discovering that she's dead. So the mom and son puts the body, her body, in a cardboard box, tapes it shut, and they take it to the mountains where they dumped it near Truckee, the Truckee airport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get back to the apartment and realize the smell hasn't gone away. And so she, Teresa orders Terry to set the apartment on fire. <laughs>
0: This woman is a fucking
1: lunatic. Guess what? She's still alive. What? She's still alive, Teresa. Oh, the oh mom, oh. the lunatic mom.
0: Oh, to this day, yeah. Oh, for, sorry. For a second, I was like, that was the, like the crazy twist. No, no, no. Oh, okay. There's sadly no
1: crazy twist. Okay, okay. Um, but the dead, the dying, and dead is done at this point.
0: I mean, this is this is. Sure. How have you not heard about this? I know. Like when you said the name it sounds familiar. Well it's how have you not heard about this? I know. Isn't that crazy? It sounds super familiar, but um yeah, but I didn't I I don't know these details at all. But This might be one your parents like we're like we're not watching the news for a while. Yeah, but, but eighty five. That I would have like if that if I heard that on the news, then I would have been like.
1: But here's the thing about eighty five is that those are just when the bodies were found. Two separate bodies. In oh, and there counties, were cold cases, and there were cold cases, that's and right. they weren't even linked. Okay. I think that the uh, the investigator on cold case files was, was like, yeah, we talked to them, and we're like, this is weird, but they died in totally different ways. But there were two young teenagers, but they didn't put it together. Fuck. Yeah. So you wouldn't have heard much. Okay, and that's right. This. She didn't come forward until 93, but you still, you were in Sacramento then. Stop it. I couldn't have known. Oh, I'm not blaming you. (laughs) I'm I'm just talking about how fucking weird it is that this and like one of the most insane cases I've ever heard of child abuse and we've never heard of it. Right.
0: I, I moved, I
1: was in San Francisco by 93. Which just makes me want, that made me want to tell the story more because it's
0: like, no, I can H- see how it. How the fuck? Because it's this weird, oh my God, like that idea of the crazy alcoholic mom that like keeps everybody in the house, like no one's in school and it's just mayhem. An, an ugly, sad place of oh. constant torture. And someone that just shoots people. Like
1: what? I mean. It kills around It's just so crazy that it's one person against five and she is so manipulative and insane and dangerous and scary that she's able to... To tell her sons to go kill their sister and yeah. they obey. It's their mother. Yeah. It's their primary. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. And it's all they've ever known. Yeah. Um, all right. So she tells her to light the apartment on fire in the middle of the night. She sprinkles lighter fluid around the apartment and lights it on fire. But it didn't spread because I think there because there were neighbors. So apparently there were neighbors. Who knows? Um, so the fire department responds. There's not a lot of damage um, Sheila's body is discovered a few hours after it had been disposed of in the box by fucking poor fishermen uh. Jesus can you imagine and they show that too on cold case files like I was so surprised and I was sitting here with Vince and he looks up right when that happens and I was like don't look don't look, look. <laughs> so I was like you're gonna think I said don't look because you're gonna think I'm fucking insane that I'm watching this he doesn't want to see he like went in the other room <laughs> he also knows you're insane yes yeah. that just quick FYI <laughs> he <laughs> like, does like, you're right <laughs> uh, he likes wrestling <laughs> Just so. exactly right everybody has got their thing yeah right um okay they again classified as a Jane Doe um after leaving the Sacramento apartment they go they all go into hiding they finally it's that the lighting on fire is finally their ticket out of there and they all break up and, and spread around and she and Terry gets to escape her mom wow at 16 um the mom relocates to vegas with one of the sons robert norr and in 91 he's arrested after fatally shooting a bartender in las vegas during an attempted robbery
0: i mean so, like these, these are like cri- these are born and bred criminals that are like now go out into the world to yeah. just reign free yeah
1: good luck with having any kind of normal life
0: yeah you any conflict you have you're going to start shooting people. yeah terry i mean god bless her she seems she
1: seems like she was able to straighten her fucking life out wow it's unbelievable that she's able I mean watch it just to like hear her talk I can't wait um So they moved back. Then they moved. So he goes to prison for 16 years. Mom relocates to Salt Lake City where she becomes a caretaker, an an elderly woman's caretaker. (laughs) This dude hires her to take care of his mother. Ailing mother lives there. And when she, okay, let me keep telling this. Okay. Um, This is going to, that's going to turn out bad, right? No. Oh, okay. No, it turns out like it turns out in a, we had no idea. You know what I mean? So no, no one, no one else gets killed. Okay, good. Um, so terry get, takes sheila's identification card to pass herself off as an illegal adult like she becomes you do what you got to do yes um so when she finally goes to share her story and they finally believe her th- because of her detailed descriptions down to the chipped teeth of the Jane Doe they had, um, because the box that Sheila was put in, they knew was, that was the only piece of evidence they had. It was a box from a movie theater of like popcorn, um, buckets. So they went to every movie theater and was like, is this your brand? Is this your box? And it wasn't. And it turns out that Robert worked at a movie theater when they, and had taken the box from movie theater. So even that corroborated everything, just these details, um, everything matched, so the detectives also took out the subfloor that had been stained with Sheila's body to test it and um uh in November 93 Teresa Norris arrested at her home in Salt Lake City where she fucking lives with this elderly mother and the the son who had hired her was like we had no idea she was a s- sweet old lady yeah she did some weird shit and she said she liked taking care of my mom because she had or she liked she was like really motherly to, to my grandkids, to my children who were daughters because she said she had always wanted a daughter of her own and only had sons. Oh my so God. So he didn't believe it for a long time. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Cause like you left, you're like the guilt over leaving your mom with a fucking murderer. It's yeah. Gotta be pretty high. Yeah. You got to turn around and face that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You're not a good judge of character, it turns out. <laughs> it turns out you don't know your shit. You
0: thought you were a ying. Engage your gut. <laughs> yeah. Listen to your heart. Eyes open, please. Eyes open. Heart. Make a reference. See, these days we have LinkedIn. That would never happen. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Um,
1: she's, she's charged with two counts of murder, two counts of conspiracy to commit murder, two special circumstance charges, multiple murder and multiple murder by torture. Mm. William is sentenced to probation to under, and to undergo therapy, therapy for participating in Sheila's murder. Um, and in exchange for his testimony, the the prosecution dropped all charges against Robert, um, save for one count of being an accessory after the fact. In Sheila's murder and also the mom Was like I'll plead guilty Teresa was like I'll plead Guilty if you let my sons off Really Which I have a hard okay here's where I have a hard time with do the sons Deserve Anything
0: I mean at, at what point In their age I'm not I Feel like I am not qualified to debate That in any way except for I just want To bring it up because I can't give a judgment Either way well my um, Like my first reaction Is They don't because they were raised to kill people. This woman, they had no choice. It was out of fear at that point and mind control that they did it. Yes. And just the taught reactions of this is normal living. Yeah. But when you say that, then you basically, there's so many murderers that you can say that about because they had equally nightmarish childhoods. So they could actually, yeah, exactly. It's nothing is black and white. Right. So like, yeah,
1: Ted Bundy was like abused and sexually molested. But he's still held responsible for what he did. It's almost like, well, at the point where they're 18 and on, then are
0: they responsible? No, no, no. I think for Ted Bundy, I think it's like, once you've killed your 12th woman, (laughs) it's on you. No, I mean, (laughs) I'm saying these boys, I don't think they would have lived these lives definitely not they wouldn't have killed their own sisters if their mother didn't make them participate definitely i would guess that i
1: mean that's like to me it's like the beatings and that sort of thing no they're not held responsible for that but
0: the murder's the same it's all the mother's doing
1: i know and i know people are gonna argue with me and be like you're blank you're victim blaming for sure right which i understand and i'm not saying i'm right i'm just like how what what point do we at what point is it? Is there a period at the end of their? Knock- well, that's
0: what judges and juries and all those the people right. that look at all the information. Definitely. That's the point, definitely, where they go. Okay, this is, is this a person that uh, had you know was forced into this horrible life, an entire lifestyle. Is this a person that liked it? Is yeah. this a person that didn't just kill sisters, but then went on and attacked people in the neighborhood or like and wanted and it's, yeah? So Teresa pleads guilty. Pleads guilty
1: because. Of that. And um, on the condition also that she was spared the death penalty. Just like, fuck you. <laughs> that it can be like, period about, fuck you. Uh, on In October 95, she's sentenced to two consecutive life sentences. She's incarcerated in California Institute for Women in Chino. So she's fucking in, is that the Inland Empire? She's in the fucking... Chino? In- yeah.
0: I don't know. It might be.
1: She'll be eligible. You should go there. You should go there now and <laughs> go to Ivy League... School. She'll be eligible for parole in 2027. If she lives to see it, she'll be 80 years old. Oh shit! She's still alive. I wonder if she's drinking inside in the clink. Some fucking Some wine. Some toilet wine. Oof. Would you take a sip of that if someone made you? Not made you, but if you were like dared.
0: No, I don't really respond to daring. <laughs> That's not my jam. Yeah, you don't seem like a person who <laughs> no would be challenged. No, P- no. Uh. I mean, do, are you saying, would I would I even be curious about the experience of yeah. what toilet wine tastes like? I guess the word toilet is a hard now. It ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would a I have Prison eaten wine in a bucket, maybe. Prison wine in a bucket that's quite clean. Yeah. The first time ever the bucket was used was for the prison wine. Yeah, which I'm sure they have access to clean buckets. Then, yes, we get, Yeah, I'm sure they <laughs> there's a whole program set up. But <laughs> I would want to taste what non-toilet created prison wine tasted like I agree and I that would be fascinating
1: I can't imagine there's a ton of prisoners who are like yes to toilet wine themselves I'm an alcoholic but I won't fucking drink no I'm gonna say no to toilet wine
0: who knows who knows I mean but anyway you gotta do what you gotta do fuck Teresa Knorr god that was crazy she's awful awful I don't
1: yeah so I, I yeah it's watch the cold case file I will. And did you know they're all, they're all streaming on. You can get them on demand somewhere. Not on demand, but like on your DVR. Mm -hmm. No, wait. On like, if you have Roku or or Apple or whatever. Oh yeah. Um. Every single one is on except for that one. Are you serious? (laughs) I had to go to YouTube to find it. It's on YouTube. It's called Mommy. Something. Look up. Look up. Cold Case Files. Mommy. It's episode season two,
0: episode twenty four. It's so dark it, it makes it extra dark when you're from the place where you hear the story because you can totally. picture. i can picture her house dress i think i like, kept asking like me
1: in it i was like i'm gonna ask karen where this is this yeah. is insane yeah I can picture her house dress like a flowery nurse's like big dirty ugh, dirty kind of like country powder blue yeah slipper like little tiny flowers on it yeah slippers essentially what i fucking wear every day <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest Oh
0: man. it's She bought it at pick and save. It's dark. It's dark. There's bad vibes. Well, these are just, um, because people very often tweet us, have you read this? Have you seen this? And there, there are things that are happening modern day. Right. And they're often like the craziest or the most fascinating kind of true crime of today. And, uh, we, we don't always talk about it, which I know it's like, it's what a lot of people are in it for. Yeah. And I, I wish we could do there's so many of those. I'm like, this
1: is insane, but there's no
0: details yet. Exactly. It's a it's a breaking story. Right. So what I did was I started my This Week's Murder. Um didn't I wasn't making any good uh kind of like strategic decisions as I was watching the case because I stumbled upon a, a BBC show that it was a Reddit, it was a Reddit link to a BBC show called BBC Horizons that I think has been on in England for a long time. Ooh. This is what it looked like uh-huh. because there's like each each one had different opening credits that one looked like 1978 and mm. one looked like the 90s. It's like they're, they're unsolved mysteries. it Yeah, and so it was like the mystery of blank. So <gasps> like there's a thing in Florida called the Florida Circle. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but uh-huh. that, I was watching half of that when I was like, stop watching TV because <laughs> it was like... <laughs> Oh my god! Can you get it online? I mean, where can you get it? You can. It's just put into. See, here's the problem. It was a Reddit link, so I was watching off of that, and then suddenly the title started turning Russian writing, (laughs) and then at one point, it. I tried to click off, and then it turned into like a Russian-looking Facebook page. uh Oh, did uh, she get hacked? It said something like the name of it. It wasn't Facebook. It was like Okay Summertime, and I was like, Oh, I should throw this computer away Absolutely. now. Absolutely, <laughs> they're watching you. But now, but I only have half my script done, <laughs> so I have to keep it for a little while. But I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I made a terrible. You don't click Someone... links on Reddit, but I did. Yes, you do. Um, well, anyway, it's
1: fun. Party Reddit. It
0: it makes it exciting. Yeah. So so anyway, um the story that I was watching and going to do isn't really a murder. Like it's a lot of, it's a fascinating story about a mummy that they found in, um, uh, in Iran that, uh, or the seller was in Iran that had it. And, and it turned out it was from Pakistan and that was, it was like, it was very newsworthy because, the only mummies have ever been from Egypt. Egypt is the only place that did, did ancient mummification ritual. So this one might have been stolen? So well they were they didn't know and it was like look kind of weird and different. And then you see it, it's like it's it drew me in so quickly. And then it was like, but it was it turned into a like ancient Persia fucking Xerxes. Like it was the 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 reading the cuneiform writing on it Said that it was the daughter of Xerxes, um, oh who was God. the ruler of the of the Persian Empire. Mm. I mean, it's all this shit. I have no idea yeah, what I'm you actually sound saying right now. Smart. We sound really smart. The BBC can do that for you. Yeah, they can. I'm you gonna just watch, watch this. one special anyway. It turned out so this woman who's actually. I mean, I guess I'll just. I wasn't going to talk about this one at all, but it's really cool because the woman um, who started looking into it was a scientist um, named Ozma Ibrahim, and she taught herself how to read cuneiform so that she could figure out what it said on the on the stone coffin part oh my god and then that's how she figured out it said i'm the daughter of xerxes so it was this persian princess if you're like me you're always looking for a story to dive into whether it's a family drama
1: or a mystery to solve the key to getting hooked is the details i need rich visuals and intricate storylines and june's journey has that and more
0: rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit MadeInCookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Goodbye. From the ancient Persian empire. And, but then she was like looking at all the details, whatever she's sending things off to experts all around the world. So they have the cuneiform expert in London. They have, they send the mat that's underneath the actual mummy off to, um, to get carbon dated. Wow. Um, they do all these things. Right. And then they, and then there is a, a scientist that's in, um, I think he was, it said he's the leading archeologist, in iran and he was he's the one that came out and said we don't have mummies in iran and they don't have them in pakistan they are only from egypt therefore if this is a persian princess um then that changes like history books that means that there must be it was just this whole thing right well then as the information starts to come back, and this Dr. Ibrahim is investigating everything, she's starting to notice little, like, quirky things are standing out. Inconsistencies? Yeah, so the cuneiform looks weird, and she, you know, that's why she sent it to the guy in London that was the expert. Um, and she, uh, you know, there's... Um, Like that little differences in, in the mummification process or whatever. And eventually they come to find out, they send it off to get x-rayed because they were like, well, in the Egyptian mummification process, they empty out the body of the internal organs they dry out the inner body um they put a drying agent in it they put the heart back in because <sighs> the heart is where the heart is where your brain they believed your brain was so, they so just when cram that brain out you got to have that brain they pull your actual brain out through your nose right yep They stick a thing in there, and they basically mix your brain around until it's jelly, and your brain runs out your nose. No, 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 no. Yes. And, but you still have your heart, which is your real brain, which I thought was very beautiful. Yeah. And so so when they x-rayed it, the heart was in there. It was... (gasps) No, There were no internal organs. It was all the things. The brain was, you know, whatever. But they start to notice, like, the Egyptians, it was very... It's like surgical precision. Mm-hmm. So, the ins incision that they would make to take the inner organs out was three inches this one was eight okay. um, on this body so it's a novice right they um the egyptians would go up the nose to do that mixing thing with the brain they on um, this mummy had broken all these bones uh, um, up in the palate so they had done it. it's not the way yeah because this was like a sacred ritual sure. so they don't just like fuck it up right especially um, if it's like a princess Especially, yes, exactly. Especially Xerxes' daughter. He was, from, according to that one... He was huge. ...movie, he was humongous. Okay, so... Uh, then, Dr. Asa Asma Ibrahim finds pencil lines on the outer wooden box. Hmm. Pencils were invented 250 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> or 300 years ago, I think she said. Or they said uh lead lead pencils yeah yeah. uh so they're like this is Mm-mm. a total this Mm-mm. is bullshit Mm-mm. then they get them the carbon dating from the mat that was underneath the mummy back and it was made 50 years ago Wow. so they're like what the fuck is this so then they get a doctor to cut it open and oh also they they had taken ct scans mm-hmm. to so they could see inside like the x-ray the x-ray shows you like through, but then the CT scans, it's like right. if you got cut all the way down, they can see each individual slice. slice. Yes. And that's how they discovered that the body that had been mummified, mm. the spine was broken in two places <gasps> at the neck and at the lower back. And oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. So they're like, okay, this is not this Persian princess. Uh, what was her name? Like Rodriga or something really hard to pronounce. Um, and they open up the mummy and you can see it on this show <laughs> they show it so fucking my cool. toes to are curling cut it open this doctor um they have to saw it open like with a bone Mummified. well because the outer um cloth that the mummy is wrapped in so the you're bandaged like a halloween mummy inside right. your arms are crossed over your chest that's how you know it's royalty Huh. And then, and then they wrap the whole body in a resin saturated cloth. Right. So it hardens. And that's what makes it hard. Got it. So they to cut that open, they pull it apart and Let's just, it had gray hair. Huh. And it was a woman. And, um, they actually made a computer generated image <clears> of what her face might look like <sighs> based that's on. so cool when they do that. I know, right? Based on the skull and then based on the area that she, that, they said it was found which was near the afghan border they're like women of this age usually look like this yeah yeah so now they have a murder case on their hands shut your fuck so when is she from what's that when is she when is she from she had only died uh so they can't they mummified the body um like when they discovered all this they backdated it was like she'd only died four years ago or something. and so someone went and got their fucking their
1: mat from their back porch yep
0: uh wait let me see i don't know why that's just such a weird
1: part to me where it's like
0: well we got to put her on a mat yeah why they didn't oh she died in 1996. holy that's what they found out um but i can't remember I i i don't have it where that compares to what but basically what happened is in the mummification process they had to like they had to collect all their, they had to make their plan. They had to assemble the team of stonemasons and these forgers and all these people that would be able to make this mummy look so realistic. Because mm-hmm. when you see it, it's actually really beautiful and cool looking. There's like, they have this gold, it's like a crown of cypress trees as mm-hmm. her crown. Oh, wow. And then this face mask that they basically made, it's based on a different mummy very early mummy's face mask so it doesn't look like king tut yeah it's much um, more like handmade looking Mm -hmm. it's really cool um they basically just had these perfect forgers and then just made these little tiny a lot of people
1: were in on it
0: a lot of people were in on it and then they don't know if they robbed a grave to get like the freshest body or if they killed somebody but the person who died died violently which is why they think it was a, It's a murder case. I am in shock right now. Isn't it nuts? That is the craziest story. Here's the other thing. Since this, since this time, two more quote unquote Persian mummies no. have been offered on the black market <gasps> for six million dollars each. When this one showed up first, you and can it was sell a mummy. What's that? You can sell a mummy on the black market. Oh, the right. an, black market. The antiquities market. The black right. market for antiquities you can do anything you want because it's just people robbing places yeah. and then selling these that's why they're artifacts. Great. that's why they're tomb robbers and shit right oh but the, but god. this mummy was estimated they they were getting prices up to a billion dollars because this wow. mummy was so groundbreaking of like oh my god there's never been a persian mummy before this is well, i wonder happened. if they'd even buy it if they knew it was a fake because it's just done so well well, but it, but it's done so well. But you've there's a murdered sure. body inside of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. Do people who buy yeah. black market mummies give a shit. Yeah, I think they'd still want it to be a legit mummy because also then you're spending all that money. They're spending that money for the history of it. They want right. that, like, this is from the sands of time. Or whatever. I bet someone like, would take a fucking fat discount to be like, no, this is just a really well done forge. <laughs> but of a dead person
1: <laughs> like, hey man <laughs> And they're like yeah give me some coke while you're while you're in this some heroin. Oh, because they're just into bad stuff because they're black market I, like, I, I think it. of black market buyers and sellers as like scary spies like they're not <laughs> it's not they're it's not not
0: historians not in the least you know what you you just provided me my transition oh, now yeah. i'm going to tell you this next story okay did you hear about this one, the 20-year-old British model who um she went to Milan because she believed that she had gotten a modeling job. Mm-mm. And uh I bet she I bet and she did and it went great. Yeah, it went great. And now she is uh Carla Devigny. I don't know how to say her <laughs> name. Uh, no. She uh she had an agent that mm-hmm. sent her mm-hmm. and the agent whose name is Phil green said that this was a recognized studio in the city center of Milan. So he didn't think he was sending her to some fly by night thing. Sure. Um, plus like, you're
1: like, someone's paying to send me to Milan. Like this has to be legit.
0: Yeah. When she gets there, a man grabs her by the neck. One man grabs her by the neck. Another one injects her with a dose of anesthetic of ketamine. (gasps) So, so much of it that it knocks her to the ground. Then she gets put into a suitcase. No, 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 no! Not small places, please. Yes, this small model, places. Yep. Ugh. And then they drive her around un- winding, unpaved roads for more than two hours, bound hand and foot with tape across her mouth. Um, oh my god! She's taken to a rural house. Uh, in northern Italy And she's kept Handcuffed to a Wooden dresser And um, Then she is put On sale Online <gasps> On the dark web Dude this dark web The dark web Uh, sh- She She's put on sale But then At the same time A ransom demand Gets sent To her agent For $300,000 okay, so $300, he knows He knows at this point For how much? $300,000 That's not a lot of money Uh, Right? I mean Yeah you'd think If you're gonna do a crime like this you might want to what if he's like okay just shoot for the moon yeah uh so she when she's stuck there she tells him she has a child the person the Mm -hmm. man that's there um and so then he puts her back in the suitcase i don't know if, yeah i think he does and drives her to the british embassy in in milan (laughs) why is this funny he drops her off at the british embassy because she has a kid yeah and he reported that um killing mothers was against the rules of the shadowy criminal organization that this guy belonged to what they end up arresting him uh he is wait they
1: so wait they were gonna sell her for sex or to be murdered like this was someone they were selling to get killed
0: I don't, do they sell people just to be killed? Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. I'm, sh- I'm sure for sex or to be a sex slave or to be trafficked. Right. Have uh, some terrible thing happen. You know,
1: I mean, it's so sad because if we're hearing about this story, there's a million others that didn't end up. Like
0: right. This. How many people that don't have agents that don't have anybody that uh, are like, oh, somebody thinks I'm a model or money to pay ransom? Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, so the guy's name is Lucas Powell Herba. And he's from. Uh, he's a Polish citizen with British residency, uh-huh. and he's the one that drops her off. And then he later gets arrested. Um, oh my god! And uh, they also were holding her passport, so she couldn't leave the country until she gave evidence at her pre-trial hearing. What? Because when she when she told the story, they didn't believe her. Are you fucking? They wouldn't let her go home. Right. Because they were like, we have to see what's going on. We don't understand what this is all about. And then it turned out that her, her agent, the the cops, like everybody were. Te- and then the guy that did it were all telling the exact same story. And they were like, OK, it really happened. I hope they
1: apologized. <laughs> I say they you're did. sorry. That's what's important. Milan, say you're sorry. <clears throat> OK. Wow,
0: that's awful. Are you ready for the next one? Absolutely. And Stephen, tell me. Um, it, tell me when i go too long because i because it might be too long No, we're still okay um four hours one, later this for real <laughs> so this is my favorite because for like in the early 2000s there was a viral video that um like an apartment a website put out that had a girl it w- it looked like night uh, vision video and it was a girl coming out of a cupboard in an apartment in new york I and it was this story quote-unquote was that she was living in the apartment and they didn't know yeah well that was all viral that was all fake oh it was yeah i didn't know that because she kind of had like long black um like it, it the like rain girl, girl hair Japanese horror film totally and yeah. she crawled out in the scariest yeah. way yeah um and I was li- when we found that video and didn't know we, we watched it at work 50 times we would just stand around screaming and watching it was amazing yeah. I mean it was an amazing piece of uh literature <laughs> fiction yeah well here's a story I found um this happened in uh Pittsburgh Jerome Kennedy decided to install a camera inside his attic after he was hearing noises coming from the ceiling above his bedroom. No. According to police, that's according to police. Um, He called them a few days earlier because he heard someone up there at night, but um, they didn't find anything. So he decided to put cameras in his attic. What would you do? To see what was going on. I would leave and everything I, I certainly wouldn't take the time to put cameras in but no. he did it um and he when he gets the footage back the footage shows his neighbor robert harvilla <gasps> havrilla crawling <gasps> through the attic so they they live in um like a split, like side. a condo thing where they share a wall. Uh, and he has gone up into his attic and then crawled <gasps> over into this guy's side. Oh no. And, um, he's carrying, in the video, you can see him. It's so fucking creepy. How am I not this? He's carrying a drill and a light. And then he just lies on the vent that overlooks Kennedy's bed and his daughter's crib for about, what does that say? Uh, for about thirty minutes. So oh. he just looks through the vent Ew! for half an hour. You're just
1: being watched sleeping. Yeah. Uh, what if he just was like, I just, I don't relaxes me. A nice, a sweet baby, <laughs> a little sweet baby. I like to see other people's lives. Yeah. I'm not perverted. Not during. Not even when they're awake. I just want to see how happy they look when they're sleeping.
0: His this, the man who did it's attorney who got caught on the video, uh, told the Washington Post, um, that he has no criminal record whatsoever and they're making this seem like a negative situation, but it's really not. It's there not- are some things that haven't been said that'll clear everything up eventually. Oh, okay. So what are some like, of those things? You're mentally. ill. Um, he was installing, um, uh-huh. mo- oh, what a mobile for that baby, <laughs> but he just wanted to make sure. Oh, can you imagine walking into your
1: be- your daughter's bedroom in the morning and there's just a, mo- a, a mobile that's not that you didn't a, put there <laughs> a surprise mobile with the scary mobile mobile music. <laughs> it's just all fucking skeletons and Skeleton nightmares mobile? it's just
0: got nightmares i, I mean i just god bless this that's my favorite like that's my favorite did he go to jail do they still live next door I mean, to each other? I mean, he didn't other? do anything wrong, according to his lawyer. Why would he go to jail? He didn't... It's a super positive situation. <laughs> it's not negative. It's positive. To per- be crawling in the attic with a drill. With a drill. Uh... Okay. Here's the last one. This is insane and awful. Um, and you probably heard about it because a bunch of people sent us this one uh, from the BBC News. Oh, that... Sorry. That was from the Washington Post. The okay. story of the man in the attic was from the Washington Post. Okay. Um, and the first, the the mummies from BBC Horizon, the Horizon series, which my new favorite show. It is. There's stuff on it was so cool. I want to watch all of them. It, it, it reminds me of Stephen. What
1: was that book you got us? The Lifetime. Unex- oh yeah, Mysteries of the Unexplained. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. From the that like with the cover, like the leather yeah. covers and the different. Time Life series. Time Life yeah. series. That's yeah. what it reminds me of. Can I tell you my new favorite show? Yeah. <laughs> really quickly, I meant to tell you about this earlier. It's called Suddenly Rich it's like on TLC and it's just people who suddenly win like get a windfall and it's like these and how they can't handle it how happy it makes their lives it's just like if you are reading about murder and you need a positive thing oh it's like one guy who like you had to throw at a basketball game all these like shots and if you did you won all this money and he was like a poor kid from like south america who had come on a scholarship and had to work his ass off and then like suddenly won this money and this woman who found like a painting in the trash in new york
0: and it was worth a million like it's yes. just this, like
1: super cool show it was the
0: best dude finding like did you see the documentary about the lady that fa- who found the jackson pollock painting yeah
1: no i didn't see it but it was similar to that where it's this like famous artist and yeah. it turned out it was stolen and all this crazy shit
0: yes that's cool so suddenly rich suddenly when, rich. when you need a fucking break it's not about my Uncle Rich? Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so this one is fucked up. It this uh, it happened in Denmark. Um, a respected freelance journalist named Kim Wall who was researching a feature about a man named Peter Madsen who had built his own private 40-ton submarine. What? Called the UC3 Nautilus. Yes.
1: Oh, I did hear this one. um
0: he built that through crowdfunding in 2008 and she went down to meet him to take a tour. It doesn't, it's not supposed to like hold people, but like you, they can show she was writing about according, it according. Yes. this it was, was like what, he was doing like, she was doing like a human interest piece. That's what's so it.
1: troubling to me about this one is that like,
0: I wouldn't be like, don't go alone. It's like, you're a journalist and you're writing a piece about this person a person who runs two companies yeah. and, seem, and is a very relatively public figure well, in his country. For
1: as much as we're like, be careful, don't trust anyone, it's like, but yeah, there's certain situations where you'd be like, well, of course it's fine.
0: It's her job, but okay, so yeah. um, so she meets him there. She's last seen alive August 10th as she departs with Mr. Madsen on his self-made water vessel, underwater Tough. vessel. Um, she met him around 7 o'clock on Thursday, um, in the harbor area of Copenhagen, and she got on the submarine. The last picture of the two of them were in the sub's conning tower, um, uh, and, taken by a man from a cruise ship. So they saw the little submarine no out there, way. and people were taking pictures of them. I didn't know that. There's a photo of them, of the two of them on the submarine. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, and um. This, the suns it's like right before sunset and they sh- i mean this is all on the internet you can see all these pictures um but then uh kim wall's partner reported her missing um the next morning i believe it was 2 30 in the morning when she never came back from this trip so uh initially um peter Matson uh told everybody that he had dropped um miss wall off after dark um, that night at the Halvandet restaurant on the northern tip of Riff um, very close to where they originally met. Did you buy that? It was good. Hey, so you, guys, I dropped her off. There's people in Denmark laughing so hard. At I this know. Do people um, um, yeah, Denmark like, listen to this? I dropped her off at of a restaurant. No big deal. The restaurant owner, Bo Peterson, Uh, said that the area is very covered by cctv Mm. and he handed the video footage to the police Mm -hmm. soon after that peter madsen changed his story then he said that he uh that there was an accident on the submarine while they were on it and he had to bury her body at sea
1: what the that alone like if that were true it's
0: just, is insane. If that were true, the first story wouldn't have happened. Right. Because you would immediately pull out and be like, I'm so traumatized. This horrible yeah. thing happened. Yeah. Um, Ten days later, a headless torso that had been mm. weighted down with metal is found in the waters off of Denmark and is identified, identified as Kim Wall. Oh, no. Um they believe that Mr. Madsen deliberately sank his forty-ton submarine hours after the search for her began. Oh my God! So, uh, so here's the bad part: um, the torso, um, the arms, legs, and head were removed from the body uh-huh. uh, as a result of deliberate cutting, mm-hmm. um, and which means that he did that to her in his submarine which probably means he planned to do it because how what would you have that would cut a person on a submarine why would you have that handy i mean i don't know i don't know submarines maybe there's an answer but like did you bring a hacksaw onto your submarine yeah um the lead investor investigator also re- revealed that the blood found on the sunken submarine was confirmed as as Kim Walls. Sure. Um Mr. Matson's lawyer said he does not confess to anything and pleads not guilty. It wasn't DNA, a negative thing. Yeah, it's the DNA match doesn't change my client's explanation that an accident happened. Yeah. Um and what okay, could so happened. Right? This guy is um the skipper and designer of the UC3 Nautilus, a privately owned submarine, um, and reports describe him as a hobby engineer. It's not clear what his background or training is. Um, while building uh, his own crowdfunded submarine, <laughs> which wow. is insane. It's like, you guys, there's charities that you can crowd, you I can give money to. Give me money to make my yeah. own adult boy submarine. <laughs> um, so he gets it built then he has volunteers and people working on it with him um but then in 2008 he moves on to what they call a more lofty ambition space exploration Mm -hmm. so he's like denmark's elon musk essentially Mm -hmm. um so he's now running the rocket madsen space laboratory uh which is also a laboratory please what what can we call it a laboratory a laboratory uh, filled with aluminum. <laughs> and that's also funded by donations. The aim is to launch a rocket from a floating platform in the Baltic and send a person into outer space. Again, so many hungry
1: children. I mean, do we need to keep giving money to fuck it?
0: D- I mean, I, it doesn't, it really doesn't seem like it. Mm-mm. Um, so it turned out that he was they were talking about that he had a dispute with the group of volunteers that were maintaining the sub and he left them this message on a website um you may think that a curse is lying on the nautilus that curse is me um there will not be peace on nautilus for as long as i exist wow what a creep and seemingly he's talking about like these volunteers and some kind of fight that they all got in together or something yeah uh yeah that is so crazy isn't that awful yeah
1: and creepy and the the weird thing is like if that were mm, why why take off her head and limbs like clearly you're hiding something yes shit oh i didn't think of a positive thing this week
0: oh yeah you have to think of one okay you know what i'm really excited for our tour Mm-mm. No, not count. fair. Fuck. Okay. That's not a thing that happened to you. You're right. That's the future. Well, I was going to say I went bowling at this tiny bowling alley in Montrose. And it did I show you that picture? Mm-mm. It's the cutest. It's like almost a third of the size of a normal bowling alley. Mm-hmm. And it's totally from like the early 60s, maybe late 50s. Oh, my God. And it's not all modernized. No, no, <gasps> not at all. And it's like um, oh it was Dave Anthony's birthday. Yeah. And, uh, it was was super fun, but they, it, like, you can rent it out for private parties. Oh my God. And where's Montrose? It's the one that's kind of up, it's once again up in the hills. It's kind of by Altadena. Okay. Like, basically, if you just drive right above Glendale. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, okay. Um, and it was just perfect it was like my favorite party because there was chatting and lots of people that i love and there wasn't like crazy loud music so you can't talk to anyone like at a bar no and also people would bowl but then they would stop bowling because you know you only want to do that for a certain amount I of time love bowling alley parties yeah that's a great idea i think i might have a party there i'm going can i come <laughs> <laughs> You're like actually no you're not i just uh, invited myself Stephen to- told me not to invite you <laughs> i just invited myself to your party <laughs> you're automatically invited to the party yay yeah um i'm automatically coming so it's a positive okay good um
1: my dad came over today and helped me with my finances oh how was that it was good he didn't yell there was a moment where i could hear the tension in his voice i also don't think he knew what he was doing right i think in the long run all it was was someone was sitting there with me saying you have to do this now and there were 14 times where if i had been on my own you would have just walked away. I would away. have. There were 14 times like, I, I, I'm just going to do this later. I'm just not going to do this. And yeah. he was like, well, let's just do this and then we can do that. And I like ended up doing it. That's great. And it worked. That's great. Yeah. And it just made me, made me happy that. It was a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. Huge weight, but also like kind of gave me that like, oh, dad. Like, yeah. That's what dads are for. That's right. He didn't know what he was doing. He was like, oh, I was going to be a CPA and a, and a <laughs> something and a money lawyer with our tax lawyer. And I, <laughs> Dropped out. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? I thought you knew what you were doing. He's like, I'm not really good with numbers. And ah, I'm like, I thought you were. Did he really say that? Yes. <laughs>
0: That's so funny. But he
1: ended up just sitting there while I did a bunch of things. And like, I had someone to... I was like, well, this number is this. And he was like... He just sat there. And it was great. That's so, so good. So it was a really nice. And yeah.
0: My dad was um, very patient when I went through my extreme financial crisis. Because I never said a word to him about it. Mm-hmm. Because he is so paranoid about money. And he's so... On, he's been on it like he used to lecture me about you have to make sure you get your taxes done from when I was like in junior high <laughs> it was just a, like a, re- a reminder it would be yeah. like and never you don't want the government after you he'd always say shit like that such a dad my dad did that too my yeah. dad gave me got me my first bank account
1: it's what they do yeah it's what they're into he's like braces and a bank account that's <laughs> what I can provide you not a ton of affection <laughs> I'm <laughs> not good life advice. Cause my life isn't, isn't shambles. Um, well that's good. I'm, that makes me, I get a lot of relief from that. You do too, because it's also your finances 100%. because it's my favorite murder finances that I screwed up. Right. <laughs> oh, <really? It's, laughs> you get, you have a bonus in that we're not going to get arrested.
0: Yes, that's very true. But also you, here's your bonus in me. I could never judge you if you were like, Hey, sorry, I lost everything. I know. I'd be like, "Oh well." I actually said nothing that nothing I can say.
1: I said that today, where he he was like, "You got it. You should make sure because if some of it was my favorite murder stuff." He was like, "You should make sure Karen can see all this so she knows like you, you're playing her well." And I'm like, "Oh no, she knows. <laughs> <laughs> she knows, and she knows
0: how fucked I've made it, <laughs> and she's cool with it." Yep. So,
1: yeah. because like, those huge things, weight off my sh- shoulders that you are okay with it. Of course.
0: Here's the thing. At the end of the day, and I'm not... Uh, this sounds phony. It's only money. Mm-hmm. Now, when I don't have money, I don't really feel that way. No. No one does. No one does. But re- truly, people do such terrible fucking things to themselves and to each other because of money. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen. It's very bad. Mm-hmm. And when people are focused on that, because... At the end of the day, think of it. You get a check... Obviously a lot of us are in, you get into a bad place where you're like, yes, $5,000 would solve this, this, and this. Uh That's true. But if you were, if you were above level and then you had a $5,000 check, this is what happened to me when I worked, when I had my first big job. Yeah. All I did was work. And so I had absolutely no life and I just collected money Uh and bought cashmere sweaters from J Crew. That's all I did. Because you thought you had to spend it because you were working so hard. It was the only thing I could figure out to do to like, oh, maybe this will make me happy. So I had cashmere sweaters in every color and (laughs) I was more miserable than I've ever been in my life. And that's when I learned that lesson of like, I wasn't doing stand up. I wasn't performing. I was just a behind the scenes, behind the camera person that was giving all of my creativity to someone else. And it was fucking killing me. So it didn't matter how many fucking cashmere
1: sweaters I had. You showed up in at work because you showed up at a miserable job yeah you know my thing too is that like i've been poor before i've like pretty much up until i was 32 been pretty paycheck been paycheck to paycheck from childhood on yeah and it's not the fucking it, you you still can have happiness and sur- and survive 100 like you're not not happy because you don't have money it sucks and there is a part of you that's unhappy because of it but you still get to have positive life experiences so yeah. money ha- not having I mean, money is not going to take that away from us
0: that's right well and also sometimes when you have to get a little creative you can have better and more rich life yeah. experiences because you're actually kind of in the mix whereas i think sometimes when you have money and security you you become very isolated yeah. and you also start living lives that other people can't relate to yeah so you're just you're just kind of like you know
1: we're we're fucking tenacious or what was the other one resilient resilient mm-hmm. this is why i'll always support all the murderinos who make shit on etsy and sell it like my favorite murder because, like, yeah. I wish I had had that when I was fucking broke. Yeah, make that fucking money, you guys. Create your awesome pr- art projects and your sh- cool good shit. Calligraphy, yeah. Write up amazing. some shit amazing just don't don't there's one person who's selling our logo on something oh no you have to make it you have to make it
0: you have to make it you have to earn it and don't be afraid to give us credit since it is our show <laughs> yeah. just just plug our show is I all mean, we ask. yeah we are you <laughs> you have, they do don't pretend you fucking made it
1: up <laughs> just give us credit take your take your money <laughs> take
0: your dirty blood money <laughs> literally you guys, thanks for listening. <laughs> we love you. Stay sexy. Don't get murdered.
1: Bye. Bye. Yeah, Elvis want a cookie? Ah, yeah. Yeah, Mimi want a he's cookie? Ready. Mimi, Elvis. Okay. That was Elvis doing a Mimi. Approach. Yeah, he's like yes.